0: And we are not getting a divorce. And we are not getting a divorce. divorce. Super Divorce. Uh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. I'm Nicholas Villars, and I'm the vocalist in this band. And to my right is... Robert Tallman Jr., guitarist. Hi, Bob. How's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> this is, a uh, Wow, it's... Is this the first time we've ever done it, just me and you? Or is this... I think we've done no, it one we, other we did time. It one other time, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it was the, uh... Well, not... It, it wasn't this show. It was the, um uh, I Love Sleep Star show. Okay. And it was the one where we were just talked about the Illuminati the whole time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well... So that's what happens when we uh, don't get checked by anyone else. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen on this? We'll try and stay because we've got, we can do the video show and and that's like more uh, free form. Right, right. So we'll try to hang in there. Yeah. And do uh, the Lord's work Mm -hmm. while everyone else is gone.
1: It's a late we're night good. show tonight. Yeah, actually. we're laying
0: it down with very little time to spare before tomorrow. Yeah. And, so. we're, and we're getting it, uh, you know, we're, we're getting in there um, right around tonight's show time. Yeah, yeah, right. This is when Jay used to take the stage. Yeah, and hopefully one day he'll get his show back and take the stage again. <laughs> so we're, there's a group of us out there who uh, are holding fast. Um Yeah. That Jay will come back and uh, reclaim The Tonight Show, which was so wrongfully taken away from him by Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Who I'm sure is a nice guy, but when you yeah. want to watch The Tonight Show, who do you want to be hosting? You wanna, I want to see Jay. Jay Leno. Because it's his show. Yep. He's the rightful owner. It always has you know. been his show, too. And he, it was, far it I was I stolen yes. by Jimmy. I would call him Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Because he stole the show away from him that's definitely a felony right yeah and jay can only do so much i mean the show was stolen from him once by conan right o'brien and uh he uh, valiantly fought and uh, got his show right back but well he wasn't having any of that <laughs> 10 o'clock variety show yeah. that they tried to stick him yeah. with what a joke that's not the real deal yeah that's not the real jay no yeah. it's not Yeah. I don't it I was don't... Jay and there was a Kevin Eubanks there, there was Kevin Eubanks, but it just uh didn't sit right with me. When didn't you take away well. that time slot, when you take away that iconic set, yeah. It just goes and to And the hell. name the name, I mean, you know, the Jay Leno show. No. 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 It's the, the Tonight, tonight show, show with Jay Leno. With Jay Leno and the Tonight Show band, Kevin Kevin Eubanks. And the tonight show band. Uh, yep. Not the fucking roots. No. Come on. I'm not rooting for them. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, so we like to start off with a little news about the band. Earlier this evening, we did receive some news about our mixes for this album mm-hmm. that we recorded back in October. Yes. And uh, our engineer, mixer, uh, Kirby, told us some good news. Yep. Right? I, you read the message. I didn't actually see it yet. He said he would have uh you know, mixes of the final five songs by the end of this week and then they would just need little tweaks to get them nudged into mm-hmm. the place where we want them and then I'd imagine we'll schedule a day when we all go in and just put the absolute finishing touches on everything And Now you said <coughs> the, the last or the final five songs mm-hmm. Now some people out there might be caught off guard because they're used <laughs> to five songs total Yes. When we said five songs in reference to the last five songs that means that there were a first five songs as well yes it implies that they were and uh of course this will be a full-length album it's 10 songs total yes the previous five and then the final five yeah that we're waiting on right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's no no ep crap this time right this is going to be a full-length album with uh a good hour and a half to two hours of music. Um, we haven't landed on how long the intro song is going to be. It's going to be either... It's We're torn in two right now. It's a four-person group. Right. So we stalemate on a lot of things, and uh, a lot of things stagnate in our well, one internal of my ideas, democracy. I actually haven't brought this to the group yet, so it's, I hope it's okay if I throw it out here on the podcast for all of our many listeners to uh here as well. My idea was to take clips of all the shows that we've done and to throw them into the songs. Oh yeah. Yeah. So maybe after 10 seconds into the first track, there's a pause of about Se- a minute and a half segment of yeah. something from one of the shows that we've done. Right. So you're not even thinking little sound bite like early 2000s fad where they put a little line from movie in and then No. Hit a I'm talking about you you Well, it's like an advertisement for this show. Okay. So they buy the album, Mm -hmm. and then they can listen to the whole song, but they have to listen to pieces of this show as well as they go along. Right, just to drive the point home that the podcast is is the more important piece of media that we're putting out there. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe every 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. That might be a little too long to go without. Yeah. It wouldn't quite drive the point home either. You want a good, strong minute, minute, and a half segment to really get, uh, to really whet the appetite of the listener for the podcast. I meant going 10 seconds of music without a minute or so of the podcast would be a little long to let the music play without one of the podcast segments cutting in. Yeah, that, that could be negotiable. I could go around 7.5 seconds. I was thinking maybe, I was thinking even five seconds every five five seconds. Five seconds. Every five seconds, there's a minute and a half segment of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. A minute and a half to two minutes. If it's a really good <laughs> segment, maybe we can we can throw in like a five-minute chunk here and there. Yeah. Maybe a five-minute segment in between songs. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. We could just use pieces of the songs to introduce the segments. Sort of like the Bob and Tom show, how they have the little riff that yeah. plays. yeah. And it's a yeah, and then we hit a little segment, and then you get another soundbite of one of the songs. So we just flip the script, right? So instead of doing soundbites of talking, it's soundbites of music inserted into a podcast format on a CD, a ten-track compact disc. So And it would keep you busy for a while. Yeah. You would definitely get your money's worth yeah. on an album like that. It might end up being... I, I mean, the the uh, album itself will at least be two to three discs. And right. now with this idea, we might be pushing into six-disc collector's set. Yeah, type full box territory. set. Yeah. Right. With full artwork, behind-the-scenes footage, you know... Uh, Live performances uh, of the podcast. None of it will be the music, right? But uh, we'll put all the podcast extras on there, and um, if you want to hear the music, you can find another band to follow because because everyone does that. Yeah, so um, we're we're the podcast band. So yeah, podcast first, band second, and any other bands out there who decide to jump on this bandwagon, you can remember the first band to do it and that's yeah, of course us it's on record you know we'll have the date literally it'll be on record yes. we're going to have records available that you can purchase with the podcasts on them yes the idea is to eventually expand and until we are uh, producing a vinyl copy of every show that we do mm-hmm. that will be on sale hundreds immediately hundreds of copies of each vinyl too right we won't even wait to put multiple casts on one vinyl. It'll be one podcast per vinyl. Yeah, and so, so you'll do half on side A and half mm-hmm. on side B. Yep. And I'd imagine some of that might spill over onto a second vinyl record, too. It so might. So you'd have two record sets of one podcast. And then I think we can, we can do the video show on VHS tapes and yes. offer that as yeah. well. Because really, uh, digital media is just... Well, it's 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 going out.
1: Yeah, it's on the it's way, way out. The way out. The vinyl it's
0: records are coming back. Uh, one foot out the door already for uh, digital yeah. media. So yeah. we are welcoming... Not only are we welcoming, we are... Uh, I would like to consider us the harbingers of... The, uh, the return to the analog. return to analog. Yeah. So you can think of us in that respect. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And... The last thing, the next thing we need to do is to get uh, video games back on DOSBox. Yeah. Um, I think that's... Good. And then eventually find a way to make video games on vinyl records. Well, that's that the ultimate were, goal. Right. Um, but at least taking that step back yeah. first. Yeah. It was about backtracking. Yes. And finding what the best way was. And of course... I think what you could do way. is... What you could do is melt down an old NES cartridge and have it pressed into a record. And it would still have, have all the music intact. Yes. You would hear that as long as you melted down that original cartridge. Right. The record it became would play the sounds from the game. Yes. Yeah. And so, I'm, yeah. I'm, your I'm record a record player would have um, an AV out that would go to your TV and... Yeah. You would see the game projected onto a screen. I'm looking forward to that. I really am. Yeah. Um, and speaking of uh, video game music, why don't we go right into the artist searchlight? Okay. For this week. All right. And uh, why don't you take it? Because I don't. I don't have anything right now. So. Well, if we're doing the format that we usually do, we'll each pick an artist and have to talk about right. the other person's pick. Yeah. So. Uh, I just literally had nothing in the brain right there, so it's blank. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and my artist's searchlight is going to be uh, Josh Groban. Um, so if you want to tell us a little bit about him, and then you can make your pick, and I'll, I'll expound upon... And my pick for you is... Uh, I'm going to go with John Tesh. Okay. A famous pianist. Okay so uh, <laughs> would you like me to start yeah go ahead okay i know a lot about john tesh so okay so josh Grobin. i'm gonna shoot straight on this one i'm gonna give people the real deal the real down low and the skinny real deal holy field yeah exactly <laughs> because we're entering into a holy field here. Yeah, field of holiness. And the reason I say that is because Josh Groban does uh, a lot of Christmas music. Yes. He's a big Christmas time guy, and I just saw that I believe he's uh, announced a tour for 2016. Okay. And uh you can get your concert tickets now. I hear they sell out pretty quickly. And while I don't listen to Josh Groban, I can understand he doesn't seem like the type of artist who really travels a lot. Right. He probably doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. He's a big major label player. He probably makes a lot off of his record sales because he's got that that built-in audience that uh, just loves him. Yeah. You know, you know the types. You can imagine. Suburban moms. Suburban moms. They think he's dreamy. Mm-hmm. He plays a good tune on the piano, and he's also got a a nice, strong singing voice. I think they could have uh, cast Josh Groban as Kylo Ren? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) They could have cast him as Kylo Ren, but I don't know how the movie would have turned out. They should have, uh, if they ever make a Star Wars musical, (laughs) he's my number one pick. For Kylo Ren? Kylo. Because he's got a damn strong voice, he's mm-hmm. got the locks, the curly locks, you know. He might be able to put his voice in a place where he makes himself a little scary. Yeah, he Because could. he could probably boom it mm-hmm. and really get a point across to you. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a child on his bad side. No. If Josh Groban were my father and he yeah. didn't yell at me. You know he's still got his tonsils, for sure. Yeah. Because he he's probably doing a lot of vocal training. Yeah. I don't listen to Josh Groban. I don't particularly care for him, <laughs> but I will say he's very successful. Um, you did shoot straight on that. I was expecting a lot of uh of um, just kind of you know making things up basically. You would but, expect uh, that, but the only yeah. reason I didn't i' I haven't gotten to it. I'm gonna get to it right now. The reason <laughs> I decided to shoot straight is because of the segment that he did on the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, I respect his work on Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Mm-hmm. Um, doing It's Josh Groban does uh, Casey and his brothers <laughs> songs. Yeah. I um... I want to live in a choo-choo train. <laughs> I want to ride across the USA. Yeah. And he, he does a great job, and he looks so happy when he's yeah. playing it. I think he probably is the kind of guy who would like that show and probably watches it. And And that's probably how they got him. Well, I bet, you know, (laughs) the fact that he did that, to me, it shows me that he doesn't take himself too seriously. Right, yeah. And he probably understands who his fan base is and that it's not necessarily cool to like (laughs) Josh (laughs) Groban. yeah. They're not selling his merch at Hot Topic right. or anything, yeah. <laughs> but I maybe but it pays but the bills for him. It does, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to, to see maybe odd uh, Josh Groban T-shirt in Hot Topic just for that, right? The that novelty, novelty, yeah, yeah, for the laughs. I wonder what kind of music he genuinely listens to in his everyday life, and whether he was raised on that kind of operatic style, where you know big, booming vibrato singers, or if he's just like a... He likes Bowie and, you know, new wave, <laughs> like, rock music from Maybe the 80s. He might... Maybe. I think he's probably got more of a contemporary taste, but his, his actual vocal uh, chops are made more for this style that he does. Right. But I, I think he... He probably isn't popping in music like that and bumping it down the road. But... I, I, no, I don't think he's playing his own tracks. When <laughs> well, he's, you, you know, even—I don't think he's—he's he's listening to like Buble, yeah, exclusively. Or... <laughs> they always get brought up in the same conversations. Yeah, I think Buble is kind of a prick, though. Do I, you? Yeah, I, I could. Uh, Uh, Josh Groban Buble needs to do something like that Tim and Eric thing to win me over I saw Buble do a great thing with uh, Someone at one of his shows Okay, Uh, It was very You know what And it escapes me I can't (laughs) tell you what it was But I remember seeing a video several years ago And after I watched it I remember thinking I kind of like Michael Buble now Okay But I can't remember what exactly it was That he did but it was something I would not have have expected from him so okay. I'll have to go back and check that out maybe uh you can too yeah. and maybe your opinion of Michael Buble will change yeah and I remember when my opinion of John Mayer changed like that because mm-hmm. he's such a his music on the radio and everything was so shitty yeah. you know your body is a wonderland and all that stuff and then you find out he's just kind of an immature funny guy you <laughs> yeah. know they Put him in segments on late night shows and he walks around the streets cracking jokes and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. John Mayer is uh, pretty cool. So maybe Michael Bu- Buble is cool, but uh, his music sucks. I feel like he should go on me. tour with Robert Goulet. <laughs> <laughs> Buble and Goulet. <laughs> yeah. Except for the fact that Robert Goulet is dead. Oh, so. did he die? Yeah. I didn't know he passed on. He passed away. Well, I'm starting to question it now, <laughs> now uh, that I said it. But I'm it, pretty sure he's I, dead. I, it's not that I don't believe you. I would I, say I just, I'm 94% sure that Robert Goulet is dead. I don't remember hearing about it, so but I guess that's Goulet. Since he's we don't celebrity, gu- he might just kind of pass under the radar when right. He, he's not that uh, big of a deal, I guess. Not these days. No. He At one point. Yeah, but he hadn't been in the news for so long. <laughs> I loved him in uh, Naked Gun Two and a Half I and Beetlejuice. Was... Yeah, Goulet and Beetlejuice too. That's yeah. what I know him from. Yeah, yeah, I knew him from Naked Gun Two and a Half. I had no idea he was a singer or anything. I I just knew him from that movie. It's like, yeah, yeah. When you're a kid, you're ignorant to everything that happened before because you didn't exist. Yeah. So. And he was at one of the WrestleManias. I don't remember which one. <laughs> one of the early WrestleManias, he was there. Did he sing the national anthem or something? Or I feel like maybe it, the was, crowd? maybe it was maybe um, it was in Canada. Okay. And he might Canadian. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, no, I didn't know. Goulet. Goulet. Yeah. French Canadian. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. So that's uh, yeah that's that's the <clears throat> that's the wrap up there. I'm going to end it there on Groban. And just say that uh, yeah. I'll give him a thumbs up. Yeah. And out of out of ten, where would you rate him? Considering everything, music, personality—you yeah. know—just what would you rate Josh Groban out of ten? Eight. Eight. Yeah. 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 That the yeah the Tim and Eric segment really boosts him up. If that wouldn't have happened, <laughs> he'd be sitting at a solid three or four. I was going to say four without four the Tim and Eric. Because he seems like a nice enough guy, yeah. even without that. But showing that you have a sense of humor is a uh, is a great a way plus. to yeah. yeah yeah up your uh, value, I guess. So let's hear about John Tesh. Remember when I said I knew a lot about him? Mm-hmm.
1: I was lying.
0: <laughs> I've heard the name John Tesh for some reason. If you asked me who John Tesh was, I would say he's an actor. I don't know John Tesh as a musician. It sounds, it's an interesting name. Well, as you um, recall last week... Yeah. When Dale, Dale, didn't, Dale know didn't know who John Williams. Williams was. So why don't you take about okay. five minutes and tell me what you think of John Tesh. Well, <laughs> here's my issue with John Tesh, okay? Okay. When he first burst on the scene, um, it was sort of like a Beatlemania situation. Yeah. He, uh... He'd been overseas for a very long time, and, uh, we were just clamoring to have him here in the States, and when he finally did come over, it was Pandemonium, yeah. or, uh, yeah, as they called it, it was, uh, Ammonium. <laughs> so, uh, he, you know, John Tesh, he had a string of number one hits, um, uh, you know, as a, uh, he was in his late teens at the time when he came, first came to America, uh, from, uh, the UK, um, and, uh, it's surprising because at the time he came over in the mm-hmm. early eighties, uh, when he was 19, um, he, uh, he played, he's a pianist, mm-hmm. right? You said yeah. You <laughs> gave that away. Yeah. <laughs> the, <right? laughs> but he was able to take his piano and sing songs over his piano playing that convinced they convince you that an entire band is playing. Right. He plays his piano in a very percussive way and a very melodic way at the same time to where you're not missing a drummer or a guitar player. Yeah, he's just a wild man. Yeah, he, he hits everything that you need to hit with one instrument. Yeah. And then when he lays his vocals on top, you know, he's got catchy radio hits, he's got ballads, he's got, you know... He can even get dark and, uh, and a little bit, um, you know, uh, existential at times, but, uh, really all of his music has a lot of heart. It has a lot of soul (laughs) and, uh, really resonated with a lot of people where he went off the rails is when he started getting really political with his message. Yeah. Um, he's a, uh, which election was that? I I think that was 92. Okay. Um, he was pushing for a second term for George H.W. Bush. And, um, I remember he had that song. It was like, let the quails fly. Mm -hmm. Um, cause he, even more so than George H.W. Bush, he really loved Dan Quayle. Um, so he, he wrote the campaign song for the 92 election for the Republican side. And, uh, as you know i'm I'm more of a liberal leaning person, so when I found out that uh John Tesh was a staunch conservative um and made several appearances on many different uh, conservative talk shows um denouncing you know separation of church and state wanted Christianity brought into the schools yeah um rather than being cast out and uh also demanded that uh, the Ten Commandments be posted not just in front of all government buildings, but all over the walls on the inside, like a, a big mural. Yes, throughout the entire facility. Not not only a big mural, but in every office, you'd have to have it posted on your wall, mm-hmm. um, in in some kind of a form or one form or another—a plaque, uh, a painting, um, you know, some kind of an idol of some. And everyone type. would wear a badge. With the right. Ten Commandments on it, yes, yes, yeah. hanging off of their neck, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of, you know, every ten feet or so, you'd have to have something representing the Ten Commandments in a government. Well, the badge was cool at least because uh, it added an eleventh commandment, right? And it, it just said, "Thou shall call me," and then it had a little blank where you could write your name. Right. Yeah. Thou, yeah. So thou shalt call me and then your first name or even your nickname if right. you wanted to get a little playful with yeah. it. Yeah. Which I thought so, was at least kind of cool. Yeah. But. Yeah. Not a bad idea to have, you know, a cutesy little name tag thing. But, you know, to me, separation of church and state is a, is a big part of what this country's founded upon. So John Tesh's conservative... Neo-Christian bullshit, uh, is not gonna fly with me, also, um, something about, you know, when he first came over, he had a nice full head of hair, and then he lost it, and, um, I just, I can't trust a guy who, uh, loses his hair, so, because that just means something's wrong with you, so... And since the hair loss, it's been downhill, right? There's yeah, not much going on. I mean, on. His, so, his music has suffered. I don't think he's put out an album in over a decade. Is he touring anymore? I, I, I don't believe so. You know, no I think he's he's sort of isolated at this point. He's he's become so uh, radical in his views that he has very that conservative few... blog, right? that has quite a few followers. Yeah, he calls it Tesh Point Oh. It's a play on. <laughs> It's a play on Tosh.0, obviously, but uh, with sort of a conservative message, Um, so. Well, how about the big reveal here? I'm just going to pull up a picture of John Tesh, and then we'll maybe play a cut. (laughs) All right, here we go. uh, Here's John Tesh. (laughs) Bob's just checking out some pictures of John Tesh yeah. here. Uh. He's, uh, he looks kind of like Jesse Ventura a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Especially in this picture right here. Yeah. You guys can see this. This must be a it, newer but... picture because he looks okay. a little more weathered here. Yeah. So maybe that's like a 2000. I can actually probably search for uh, John Tesh John Tesh 2015. <laughs> I noticed that if you type in a celebrity on Google, usually Mm -hmm. it'll have the year next to it because a lot of people want to know what the uh, celebrity looks like now. Yeah. So here's John Tesh 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, as you can see, a little bit of aging has gone on. He's got a nice head of uh, wispy blonde hair. (laughs) (laughs) doesn't look like he's lost all of it. It may be thinning a bit, but... Yeah. Um, there's a picture of him with nice feathered 80s hair. It yeah. looks photoshopped, though. So, uh, uh... yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we hear a cut? Let's <laughs> just... I'm gonna get rid of this. There's the... a... Signs your child is being bullied. John Tesh. She's like the wind... Um, I'm, I was looking for a live... How about this? Origin, uh, would this be God of Wonders okay. by John Tesh? All right. So we're just going to pull this up here. I'm going to skip the ads, which is a hefty <laughs> ad. <laughs> Unless time. They look something like this. Yeah, there's a hefty bag. All right. Yeah, hefty bag ad there. Here's a little John Tesh. Good drum beat. Yeah. It, this is all coming from his piano. Yeah. He's uh, banging his hands.
1: <laughs>
0: he just. Well, he just lit up. <laughs> he lit up the radio waves when he first came over. He's <laughs> just is he a Christian the artist? No. No um not oh. exclusively. Oh, okay. Uh, what he, is he known for? Well, he started How do you know who he is? I'm I'm surprised <laughs> he has to have been mentioned on Family Guy at least once. <laughs> he is the perfect Family Guy celebrity. Probably. And I'm not I, I haven't he seen He probably him was mentioned, but it just the reference probably went over my head because I'm not up to snuff on who John Tesh is. I don't see anything when I search for a uh, John yeah, Tesh family no. guy. He started out... Was he an 80s, big in the 80s artist, I guess? No, he was on... Uh, what show was it? Was it Inside Edition? <laughs> he was the host of some TV show. It was like a... there's a talk show uh-huh. of some sort where they, like, recapped um, various news of the day. Okay. One-on-one with John Tesh? No, that was not it. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Maybe his wiki has to have it here. Okay, We're using podcast time right now for the benefit of our listeners to figure out... um, Entertainment Tonight. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. He was the host of Entertainment Tonight. (laughs) Why is he a musician now? That's just what he does? or um, I don't know. Or was he a musician before he hosted Entertainment Tonight? Sort of I, like what? what happened with uh, the lead singer of uh, Sugar Ray, Mark, Mark uh, McGrath. Mark McGrath. You well, know. you know, what? I kind of just broke a rule because we're not supposed to Google things while uh, we're talking here on the show. That's right. So I got off of that. Okay. The only thing we're going to look up there is that he was on Inst- uh, Entertainment Tonight. Okay. And I think... It was O'Reilly who was on Inside Edition. Okay, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe John Tesh is just like a liberal Bill O'Reilly. Then I, I would, know I would liberal, like to but... see Tesh get back in a TV and do Tesh Point oh, O. Think that'd be a real, a real hit. Conservative blog <laughs> Tesh Point oh. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. Well, let's move on from uh, Tesh Talk there and uh, head on over to TT Boys because <laughs> yeah. we can we can still do we'll a two man TT Boy. We'll kind of shop that around and see if uh, Tesh Talk will become a uh, a segment, a regular segment on the show. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to kick that idea around. <laughs> Your weekly uh, see what he's up to. Dose of Tesh. Oh boy. Okay. Um, trending right now. Number one. WWE MSG. WWE holds special event at Madison Square Garden. Hmm. I had not heard about that, and we're pretty up to snuff on our wrestling stuff. So. Yeah. It must. Is it going on, or it, I guess was going on earlier this evening? Yeah. I I didn't. Must uh, have been. I don't um, even know what that was yeah i don't i don't know either it must be kind of like one of those king of the ring things or like one of those one-off not quite a pay-per-view but not a raw yeah like kind of like the beast in the east thing yeah but at madison square garden so no i don't know i don't know either i i uh, hope i find out more about it in the coming uh days or weeks the big apple (laughs) yeah venue Yeah, Madison Square Garden, that's where it all started. That's uh, the home of uh, what was once World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Um, Yeah, a lot of famous matches have happened there. I just watched uh, WrestleMania 10 recently and uh, re-watched it, of course. Um, The Owen Hart versus Bret Hart match is just a classic if you've never Uh. seen that one. I will have to check it out. Yeah. And it takes place at MSG. Yeah. Okay. WrestleMania 10, same same event where you got to see the first ladder match. Oh, okay, with, yeah. Shawn and Shawn, Razor. Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. The very first ladder match. Yep. In WWF. <laughs> yep. I know yeah. that ladders were used in wrestling before that. Right. Mostly as weapons. Um... Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how about Mark Jackson, ABC commentator, says Stephen Curry, or Stephen Steph, as people call Steph him, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, is hurting the game of basketball. Really? Didn't Mark Jackson coach the Golden State Warriors at one point? I thought he did. I'm I wondering how he how he would say that Steph Curry is hurting the game of basketball because he's like become I would say, at this point, people consider him kind of the uh, the top of the the pack there. Yeah, leader of the pack, one of the best. I think that in a lot of people's minds, he's overtaken LeBron. Even it's yeah. like the the one guy you would probably want on your team right now. Yeah, I don't know how that would be hurting the game of basketball. I don't. I don't know Steph Curry. I don't know his personality at all. I don't know yeah. if it has to do with that. It can't have to do with his play, I mean... No, um, I I wouldn't think so. Uh, In keeping in the rules with the show, I will not Google this, but I'm intrigued enough to look into this further in my personal life. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my friend, I have a friend who hates the fact that Steph Curry is always sort of popping his mouthpiece out and chewing on it. Jason. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh... Maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe he's hurting the game of basketball by chewing on his mouthpiece too yeah. much, and it just uh, it's unprofessional for the game, and it, um, it it well it presents a bad image. Yeah, you gives people want, the wrong idea. You don't want kids playing to be popping their mouthpieces out during right. games, and then you take a little bop to the head, and yep, and your mouthpiece no, your, isn't where it needs to be, and and your teeth are gone. Yep. Because you got elbowed. Not to mention, you've got a concussion. You've got, uh, (laughs) yeah, you've got tons of different problems going on, so. All right, well, very well. Right here. Okay. Why don't uh, don't you take it? Okay. All right, the next TT Boys topic, which I uh, encourage Nick to... To click here because there's quite a few trending topics and we don't always hit every single one of them. But uh, Peyton Manning, NFL quarterback, used human growth hormone during 2011 recovery, which was the year that he had had all those neck surgeries. Um, so, what do you think about that? Well, we've talked about HGH and and steroids and sports and before, and my opinion is that I really don't care yeah I think that the athletes should be allowed to take whatever they want to continue performing at their uh their best possible level yeah for as long as they want because ultimately it's their life their body Mm -hmm. uh and I don't I I feel like we're at a point now where um sort of wagging the finger at people for doing that kind of thing is just going to make them sort of Find a way around whatever the uh, the current rules say they're not allowed to do. Yeah, and, and that's get what creative. That's know? what that's, they're already doing anyway. So yeah, so I don't, I don't. These guys are professionals. Yeah, if there's something that can sort of up their their level of play, mm-hmm. and uh, they're fine with taking whatever risk is involved with it, I don't think it's really up to anyone else to yeah. uh, tell them they can't do it. Yeah, I think I think the issue is the ignorance of people who watch sports. Yeah, they think there's only a few bad apples in there who are taking the stuff. Yeah, and then they climb to the top based on the drugs that they're taking, uh-huh. not the skill or the hard work that they right. put into learning their, their sport and to get to the very top. Yeah, the problem with that is they're the people who think that are wrong. Yeah, because you <laughs> grab. Joe Schmo off the street and let him Take the same stuff and he's yeah. still not getting Into the NBA, nope. the NFL Nope, he's not going to hit 70 home runs He's not going to do any of that Shit, not, not to mention 90% of professional Athletes are enhanced in some way Yeah, depending on Whether it's HGH or Steroids or something, everyone's Taking something, they have A team of people helping them Pass the <laughs> tests that they get the only tests that are reliable are Olympic tests, and people beat Olympic tests. You well, can't Olympic test NFL players because it just simply costs too much, and the NFL doesn't want to spend that money. So you know, even even legal drugs, uh, legal um, you know uh, supplements that people can just go to GNC and buy. Yeah, it's like science fiction uh, mm-hmm. to someone playing sports in 1930 right you know if you would have given those athletes yeah yeah, who knows what uh what their performance would have been like right so i i just i don't i don't think that uh it does any good the guy had the guy had neck like a double neck fusion yeah where they fuse your fucking vertebrae together he's Not only is his career in jeopardy, his life. Yeah. I mean, you need those nerves to grow back so that you can move your arms and not have numbness and stuff. If he used HGH to try to regrow some of that, you know, some of that nerve tissue, then I don't fault him for it. I mean, I remember this discussion happening when. Kobe Bryant first started having knee problems. He right. was going to Germany and getting that platelet therapy stuff. Yeah, and they were talking about whether that's you know whether that should be legal or if that's performance enhancing. And it, I didn't care then, and I don't care now. You know, do what you do what you can to win within reason, and people need to grow up and realize what's going on. There's not natural three hundred and sixty pound people running four seven forties just because they work hard. Well I think these purists out there a bunch of pinheads. Uh-huh. You know. They say that you're hurting the sanctity of the game if you let people do steroids or, or HGH or too late. Yeah. It's it, <laughs> the the sanctity is probably a myth to begin with. Yeah. Because if you wanna even if you take away any of these substances That uh, these athletes have done over the years. If you go back to the beginning of these games and follow the guys around in their daily lives, Mm -hmm. a lot of them were probably shitheads engaging in some pretty (laughs) questionable, um, morally repugnant behavior, I would assume. Uh, you know, so where do you draw the line? What's, what's the glory days that you want to get back to? I mean, well, it's like when people talk about the fifties being so great, which like, <laughs> we should go back to the good old days. Yeah. You know, what you really mean is that you want segregated bathrooms <laughs> is what you're saying and, and you to want, me. You don't want your wife to be able to leave the house without you. And
1: <laughs> she's drive a car. To,
0: Stay in the kitchen and make you food and tend to you and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's it's a a fucking, it's a shit show. Yeah. And I think... uh, Accept progress, grow up, you know, people do what they can to hang on to what they have, you know. If you're a competitive person, if you're the best, you know, I... I wouldn't be surprised to find out things about Michael Jordan down the line. You know, he yeah. took this and that to remain the best. When you're that competitive and you're you're in a sea of dudes who are just as competitive, just as talented. Yeah. What do you do to rise above? You well, do time's always you can. working against you. Yeah. You're always getting older, yeah. and uh, you want to do what you can to. Um, to hold on to that talent and, yeah. and to continue playing at that level, especially if you make it to the pro level. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that there's a, a feeling there that people can't even really relate to unless you've been in that position. Where yeah. you know, anyone else who has a career, even if you really like your job, if you, you work at like a printing press or you know, you're a, a salesman or something and you become really good at it, you can continue doing that basically as long as your mental faculties are there. Right. But, but if, if you get really good and you put your life into sports and time just happens to come knocking at a certain point and then you find out, oh, I can take this and it's going to allow me to continue doing what I love a little bit longer, yeah. fuck you if you want to take that away from <laughs> yeah. people, in my opinion. Yeah. So And it's, you know, it's a difficult balance to find because what we're talking about, you know, it's the rebuttal would be, well, do you just let them all take as much drugs as they want? Is there a cap on how many drugs they can take, you know? No, I would say just let them become as freakazoid as yeah, they want. Yeah. Because it's not going to necessarily make you play better. Yeah. Um, like you said, yeah. taking Taking steroids more steroids doesn't make you... Yeah, there's a cap on how much your body can achieve. And it depends on what you're trying to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? Do you want to become a great baseball player? Well, at a certain point, if you, like, can't swing your bat because you're so bulky. If you're Ron, Ronnie Coleman trying yeah. to hit a baseball, yeah. yeah. And I don't think steroids are going to help you um, accurately swing a bat at a slider that's coming at right. you at 90 miles an hour, <laughs> you know. It's, they might give you a tiny bit of an edge, but really, it's, you still have to hit the ball. Yeah, I mean, you, you that's the most important thing. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm, get over it. I'm I'm all for letting them do what they want to. Steroids and HGH are already in football. Every single player is taking them. Mm-hmm. They beat the test because the tests are shitty. Get over it. You don't stop watching football because you know that. Yeah. I think it's this Santa Claus culture that we have where we just want to walk around believing, you know, every Joe Schmo who's got a nice job and is successful did so with just the you know the elbow grease and the and the hard work but there's so much more that goes into it that people aren't willing to accept yet so Mm -hmm. grow the fuck up that's my opinion Peyton Manning's a good player as far as I know he's a good person it seems like so I just hope this doesn't turn into some kind of you know bullshit that makes you know tears down his reputation' and yeah, stuff, I hope not yeah all right uh let's see how about we do one more here before we move on um <laughs> that's what I was looking at <laughs> thank you Disneyland California theme park to no sorry um San Diego yeah San one. Diego that's what I was trying okay. San Diego sorry folks um uh, man distracted. <laughs> by electronic device dies from fall at Sunset Cliffs, officials say. (laughs) Uh, A man's dead. Yeah, that's not funny. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know anything about this guy, so it might be better that he's gone, but I don't know. I'm going to assume... If it was M. Bison, that'd be a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Or if it was Donald Trump. Yeah, if you read that Donald Trump fell off a cliff while tweeting hashtag No More Muslims, yeah, then we'd call that a win. But everyday man distracted by an electronic device falls off a cliff and dies. Uh, Okay, I'm uh, I'm leaning a Ron Swanson reaction to this, where it's you know. It's basically a uh, metaphor for what's happening to us. Yeah. You know, glued in our cell phones and unaware of our surroundings. We're standing next to a cliff, but we can't get the right Instagram filter and then, whoa, (laughs) lost my footing, taking a selfie at the edge of a cliff, and boom, I'm dead. So, whose fault is that? Are we going to sue the... Are we going to, is his lawyer, is his family, are the survivors of his family going to sue the, sue Verizon or something or Instagram for being too distracting? Is that what this is going to turn into? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to get creative here with the wording (laughs) so that we can kind of look at the story from a different possible angle. Okay. So maybe he Shake wasn't, it up. Maybe he wasn't using a device himself, but there was one close by <laughs> and it distracted him. Some guy ten feet away from him was watching porn on his cell phone. <laughs> he caught a glimpse of a nice pair of tits. It took a little tumble. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa that's a nice Whoa! Uh just uh, stu- tumbles down. What if he saw an electronic device that he'd never seen before that someone left on oh, the ground? Wow. Like a prototype. An iPhone 7. He saw it laying there. Are those, are those available? <laughs> no. No? Okay. So, yeah. I was, that's what I was saying. A, yeah. Maybe a prototype. I think a six, the, newest the newest one's is, a 6S. Okay. I'm not yeah. a, an iPhone guy. I have an Android, so I don't know. Yeah. You, you're an iPhone guy. I have an iPhone. I don't like it. You don't. So you don't like. You don't like to be referred to as an iPhone guy. No. No. I gonna, switched to iPhone from Android when my contract was up, and it's my first iPhone I've ever had, and I'm. I'm unsatisfied with it. So you're coming back to Android. I will make the jump right back the next time my contract is okay. up. So. Bob, not a not an iPhone guy. <laughs> just has an iPhone. I did like the ease of use at first, but then the customization options are abysmal, so I can't set my alarm to be a song without going through iTunes and shit. I mean it's just so restrictive. It's like it's like a um it's like the leapfrog version of a phone. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it treats you like a child, in my opinion. I like the freedom of Android. It lets you do a lot more without restrictions. So, well, let's do one more. <laughs> let's do one more trending topic here. I wanted. I want to talk about this mall, St. Matthews, okay. Kentucky mall closes early after several teen disturbances on property. Officials say. <laughs> This is trending on Facebook. A Kentucky mall closes early after several teen disturbances on property officials say. <laughs> Again, th- look at this. Hold on, I'm gonna count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have 10 trending topics on Facebook. the, t- the right top now. 10. It's your David Letterman top ten. And one of them is that a mall in Kentucky closed early after several teen disturbances on the property. And that's trending on Facebook. So, I don't know if the headline on Facebook is doing the story an injustice by not going, (laughs) by being too vague. I hope so. Because if it said... Kentucky Mall closes early after several teens pelt, you know, passers by with rocks in the face. That would be or something like after newsworthy. after teen orgy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something that they went to the food court group and, teen suicide yeah. uh in public. Uh huh. But it just says disturbances. That's too vague for me. Do, are they lighting bags of poop and leaving them in front of? Maybe there were Annie Ann's pretzels. Maybe they were shitting across the mall. <laughs> <laughs> just dropping trow and taking a shit in yeah. Spencer's gifts. They got like a group of fifteen, and they <laughs> set. They each took like a different store, a different place in the mall, and then they had a designated time when the alarm went right. off. Right, because the way it's worded. It says closes early after several teen disturbances. Yeah. So it's not one giant organized thing. It's like one kid causes a disturbance. He's kicked out. Yeah. Escorted off. Then another teen causes a disturbance. Or it could be several different groups of teens causing separate disturbances. Yeah separate shittings. Separate shittings. (laughs) At four (laughs) forty five our alarm's gonna go off and we're all gonna drop our pants and take a shit. Yeah. Wherever we are. Or hey Joe, you are gonna shit at three Mm -hmm. and then at three fifteen, Tim is gonna shit in a separate location. Maybe when security's been called to the first location. That opens up the then it's like our Oceans eleven style. Yeah distracts the uh security and uh opens up the possibility for another shitting what would really be cool is if the first shitting takes place at like three mm-hmm. so security goes over there i'm guessing they would probably send everyone you yeah know, that doesn't you don't, happen you don't often have teens shitting on the floor of a mall yeah on and they'd purpose. probably be at say hot topic all mm-hmm. of the security is there investigating. Is the and shit then, inside the store or outside the store? In the I was thinking the inside. Inside, so yeah. Maybe in the the first would be easiest to just go into the uh, the dressing room. And just poop in just there. Just take a shit in the dressing room and then How would anyone know it's in there? They'd have to smell there'd the be stink. a stink. No, you could have a plant who after the shitter leaves, the plant goes to try on some clothes and then they're like, Oh, oh my god. god. There's a pile of human shit in here. And then of course they come over the uh the uh associate would go in mm-hmm. and see it and then they call security. Security yep. rushes in. Yep. And then the plant would alert the next shitter. All right, it's time. Via a Nextel a Nextel uh, yeah, cellular Google. device. Doot, do yeah, or whatever. Beep, beep. Yeah. And so then they the take Eagle a shit. has landed. Right. And then Falcon. it's time for them to shit. Yeah. But you could up it by having two shitters lined up for the next one. Okay. And they so shoot then at the you at really, But in different places. Yeah. So one at Brookstone. And then one at maybe H&M. Okay. And so then security has to split off. Then they're divided. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention the first shit is still being cleaned up by maintenance or custodial staff or whatever. Yeah. So you're still dealing with... And now the stench is... Filled the entire store at hot. But you can topic. see where I'm where I'm going with this, right? Is that the next two alert two more, and then you're up to four shitters. Yeah, and once just, that happens, yeah. I mean you could you could really go on and on, yeah. until they had to close the entire mall because they just every can't... store would have <laughs> have a shit in it, yeah, in some capacity at some point. Yeah. Do you think at any point the security would call the police? yes okay how many shits do you think you get away with before the cops are called in i think you would get away with the, the first one. First one is an isolated incident so no need to once involve they law went enforcement. to two there would be three total shits yeah then you get rumblings of two yeah and then once it hit all right four stores just got shit in okay something's going on, we've got to call the call cops. All the National Guard. <laughs> because you would have been up to seven total shits at that point. Right, that's a lot of poop. Yeah. And you would probably be projecting in your mind at that point... What now if... you're understanding the pattern. Yeah. Y- you've... Yeah. Humans recognize patterns pretty easily, yeah. I think, even if you're mall security, you probably <laughs> would have the wherewithal to see that yeah. something is... There's a an evil plan afoot. Yeah. So... Maybe that's what happened and that's yeah. why it's trending. I'm going to say that's definitely what happened. Okay. So, we'll go with that. So, well, that's, that's a, uh, shittings happening in uh in a Kentucky mall, <laughs> Mall St. Matthew's. And they had to close early cuz they had to clean up the shit and it yeah. was a biohazard. So, What is St. Matthew? You're a uh, Catholic guy. <laughs> is that better than being called an iPhone guy? <laughs> Well, the thing I tell people about being Catholic now is that the way I understand it, most Catholics are closet atheists. Yeah. So, um, I'm just a Catholic who happens to be out of the closet about his atheism. Okay. I haven't fully shunned my Catholic roots, (laughs) but I don't believe in any of it, so... Right. The only reason for me to be... to hold on to it is because I was born Catholic and I can... Harken back to my first communion and things like that. and Remember being in church and all the stained glass windows and the body and blood of Christ that they think is real. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful churches, though. Yeah, very beautiful churches. Much better than the churches that I went to when I was a kid. And I didn't go often, but when I did... Uh, I, I remember going to a few Catholic, uh, weddings and, and such, but, uh, I always found the, the Catholic Church to be much more impressive, mm-hmm. and it seemed like they kind of had, they took things a little more seriously. Well, uh, some people would say that the Catholic Church, that's where they went wrong, mm. is they went a little too lavish, and a little too, that's why you get the humble, like, barn churches for the non-denominational Christians where it's just, like, a wooden cross and... Well, I feel like you have to go to one extreme or the other. Yeah. Because what I hate is, like... <laughs> the tweeners. The tweener kind of <laughs> half-shitty church. <laughs> they have one stained-glass window, but it's <laughs> it's just really poorly done. But it's they still have... oddly placed. And they've got, like, they're trying to incorporate, you know, the cool... Factors like the mega churches, you know, yeah. so they have a shitty little band that comes in and plays <laughs> shitty little Christian contemporary songs as people are filing in as as they're leaving, and they've got their shitty little projector mm-hmm. that they put the words up on for people to sing the hymns because they can't pick up the books and read it anymore. I don't yeah, know. I've uh, only been to a non-denominational. Like I, when I was cat, I was Catholic. I mean. I didn't go to any other church. I went one time with my aunt and cousins, and uh, at their church, the body and blood... Really, in Catholicism, there's a thing called transubstantiation, which is the belief that when the priest blesses the wine and the wafers, that they actually become the body and blood of Christ. For real. Yeah. That is a thing. You believe that... This guy waves his hands over it, and it literally becomes that shit. Whereas in most Christian churches, it's symbolic. So what happens when you're looking at it, and it doesn't turn into... (laughs) Well, you start to question things (laughs) at a young age, and that's why Catholics end up in the boat that they're in by the time they're adults, because it's hard to take seriously. Even even as a seven-year-old, you're like, well... But that's this not is even, a cracker. But Yeah, it's not, yeah I was going to say, it's not even a good magic trick. No. It'd no. be like if a magician says, if it, no. If uh, it turned into chicken skin or something, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't like, turn into anything. No, it doesn't change at all. He doesn't drop, like, a little blood packet into the wine or something. Yeah. <laughs> or if, like, you know, again, if a magician had, like, a little statue of a bird... She's like, no, I'm going to wave my wand over this, and it's going to come to life and fly away. And then he did it, and then and it didn't change. But you, but you were still expected st- <laughs> to believe that it was flying away. Yeah, you're still that's religion, insane. man. Wow, <laughs> that's what a, a lazy ass magic trick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I said I was born Catholic, but yeah. Don't... So, what about Saint Matthew? Do you know? I have no idea. You didn't. The, do the ones. Whole I'm sure I learned about him at one point, but the one saint that has stuck with me, it's because my brother uh, had it in his car. There's a little clip uh, on my, um, what's it called? It's like the sun visor. Sun visor, yeah, on my visor. It's Saint Christopher, mm-hmm. which is my brother's name. Um, but it's a little, little fake bronze thing that says behold saint christopher and go your way in safety so he's the patron saint of travel okay Um, so there's a saint for everything (coughs) really i kind of think that's cool i like that part they're like kind of like superheroes yeah 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 comic book characters i can get into that yeah not too bad um the current pope isn't that big of a dick he's okay in a lot of respects a lot of progressive opinions um but he won't budge on the gay marriage thing so yeah. I still uh still take issue with the Catholic Church on that got to get that changed yeah so yeah well uh <laughs> 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 okay um so St Matthew not, don't know don't know St Matthew and the Saint I should have made something up I should have <laughs> Closed because they were shitting everywhere. <laughs> the patron saint of defecation.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, poo poo. Mm-hmm. That's what we like on this show. <laughs> um, Didn't we have a whole segment about shitting in a box? Dude. Yeah, chocolate flavored shit. Chocolate scented. Yeah. It started chocolate scented and then became yeah. chocolate flavored. <laughs> Oh, um... Another poop segment for y'all. What else? We were going to talk about Star Wars tonight, but no one's here. Yeah. So, that's no good. We liked the movie, and we will see it again. And And we issued a challenge to all other bands to try to see it more times than us collectively. Before it leaves theaters. Yeah. So, So. right now... Does that count second-run theaters, like Danbury and stuff? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I plan on seeing it at the little... A little, whatever it's called, Colony Square Cinemas up in Lebanon. That's what I'm going to do as well. Because I've I've seen it in IMAX 3D twice now, so I I kind of want to see it on a more conventional screen and enjoy it that way. It might be fun to have the sort of old school flavor to it when you're watching it. You know, get the old... uh, What would be great is to see it... I don't know if they use film there. Do, Do any theaters use film anymore? Like legit... I don't know. Because you, I remember very vividly seeing movies when I was, you know, in the late single did, you know, seven, nine. Yeah. I remember during Lion King, like the little film grains and right. all that stuff on the screen and you don't get that anymore. And that, that would be a real trip mm-hmm. uh, to see a nice Star Wars movie on f- real film. Because I know it was shot on 35 millimeter film. Rather than you know the digital formats that were, they seen might online. not have upgraded to digital over there. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Be some. I've only to investigate. I've only seen a couple movies over there. I remember we went and saw kind of a cruddy horror movie. I forget what it was called. It was oh, like it was The was Happening it? or something. Not The, 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 the Happening. Was it The Box? Is that what it was called, or no? Shh. No, the uh, it had the guy who played the comedian in it. Yeah, the in box the, was. uh a Karen Diaz movie. But this movie had a <laughs> box in it. That's what I'm thinking of that name. It was like the somethinging. It had an ing, but it wasn't the happening and it wasn't Was it the conjuring? The conjuring, I think that was it. The main guy was the guy who played the comedian in the movie of Watchmen. And it had Modest Yahoo in it. And, and Modest Yahoo. Yahoo, yep. He was the next person I was gonna mention. I believe it was The Conjuring. I feel I like know. The Conjuring had another famous actress in it, and it's a different movie. <laughs> 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 because I thought that that guy was like the big star in that movie. He was, yeah. And The mm-hmm. Conjuring had. What else was she in? Um, I'm, I can picture her face. What was the movie uh, with the doll? Oh. And then the doll got its own spin off movie. Shit. I think I saw that at the Colony Square Theaters too.
1: <laughs> it the had the
0: guy who played Night Owl in it. So all these discarded watchmen <laughs> yeah. had Night Owl too in, in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Was that you know the who I'm talking about? That might have been the Conjuring. Because he, was, he wasn't he was the main character. He was, like, the husband of the main character. Yeah. Wow. And then it had, like, the Christian message at the very end. Yeah. I think so. And then the sequel was Annabelle. Yes, yes, because they had that room full of... They were, like, two paranormal investigator-type people. Yeah. They teamed up, and they were super religious, and mm-hmm. just kind of ruined the movie. <laughs> Then there's that scene, yeah, the woman's possessed, and she's chasing around underneath the floorboards of the house, and her face is all distorted. And Yeah, I think that was The Conjuring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one with uh, the fucking comedian was something else, but I remember seeing that at Colony Square. And God damn it, I can't remember. That was, that was a bad movie, too. <laughs> They All right, well this is bad. this has been the worst movie segment you've ever listened to in your life. <laughs> can't what was, remember what the fuck anything's called. What was that one? We were going to talk about Star Wars, but
1: instead, instead we bored you. Let
0: us ramble through a bunch of movies we can't remember the names of. <laughs> well, that's a commentary on how shitty the horror genre is right now. But I remember you guys saying that, I mean, there's been good horror movies But yeah. it's I've got one on tap I still need to watch The Final Girls I'm really Still excited to watch that I just haven't had a chance to With all the uh, Holiday rush And bustle and Yeah you know. oh, Well that's... We've all seen Star Wars A bunch of times If you haven't seen it Go see it And or if n- you're in another band And you think your band Can see it more than us Then you can suck it Because it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's our challenge and uh, there's, there's some other band somewhere Who's already seen it Way more times But they're just not keeping track And they don't know of the contest at and all they, they lose because they <laughs> Won't be able to prove it They'll have thrown away all their ticket stubs And they're not taking pictures When they go to the cinema yeah, So Sons of bitches uh, Comics, I don't have any comic news For you <laughs> Because I still have a pile of comics I've not read, and it well, might be that way for as long as this show's on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I would like to get around to it at some point. Well, uh, what if we jump right into video games then? Because I know I have stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's let's talk about video games. Okay. Um. Recently, uh, I got back into PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh. I was informed by my um, my uh, girlfriend's brother that there was a Star Wars bundle on Steam that was like 77% off. So it ended up totaling about $21 for approximately 10 to 12 games um, that I, a couple of which I grew up with and, you know, mean a lot to me and a couple of which I've always wanted to go back and play, so... Um, the Dark Forces series is, a big part of that bundle. It has all, all the games and the expansion for the second game. Um, and then, uh, it includes the Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, made by Bioware of Mass Effect fame and Dragon Age and everything. Both very famous RPGs. Yes, um, two of my most favorite RPGs of all time, um... To the point where I was telling Nick earlier that uh, when they made when Bioware made Mass Effect instead of making Knights of the Old Republic three, I was supremely <laughs> butthurt, and uh, I refused to play Mass Effect until at least a couple years after it came out. But that kind of gave me the advantage because once I'd played it, Mass Effect two was right on the way. So. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I kind of didn't have to wait too long for the next game to come out and then we all know the story Mass Effect 2 to 3 was only like a year wait or a year and a half or something so um, that whole phase was kind of a continuous long run of being obsessed with Mass Effect so thank you Bioware uh, for making Mass Effect but uh, I'd love to see them return to the Star Wars universe with Something that, you know, I think the the Knights of the Old Republic games could still be considered canon because they take place a thousand years before the first movie, so um, they don't really fuck with the timeline at all. They, they have nothing to do with, with the films. You know, they're kind of the opposite of the extended universe. They're so far removed that they don't have any bearing on the events of anything mm-hmm. later in the universe. So, what I'm saying is I hope that uh, they remain canon, and I hope Bioware makes a third night's game. Thank you. Alright. <laughs> Bob uh, was talking about PC gaming, and I just got a brand new PC for Christmas. Very stout <clears throat> <laughs> behemoth of a machine here and uh it's my first desktop PC that uh that I've had new since I believe 2002 was the last time that I uh actually got a brand new desktop PC and that was an Alienware back mm. then that I had a horrible horrible time with. Yeah. Horrible time. It never worked correctly. I sent it back to them twice. And uh, we could never get it right for some reason. That sucks. Yeah, it was it was this big build up. You know, I wanted an Alienware for you know as long as I had. I remember that name just having a mystique about it. Like you know, if you get an Alienware, it's Mm -hmm. like Jesus. Yeah, you know, you're the you're the cock of the walk in the PC world. Yeah, but But to hear that you got a dud, yeah, it was (laughs) a disaster. (laughs) <laughs> and then I ended up just uh, giving it to someone. I, I gave it to uh, my friend Brett actually, because ah. he didn't uh, have a PC, and I had got a new laptop back in 2009 that uh, has finally kind of called it a day. And uh, oh, so it's I I was going to ask you if that was if your PC was still going to be in rotation around no, the house my, at all. my laptop it... will only, the screen will only come off, it'll only come on if uh, it's bent at that angle that you see right now. <laughs> so it's it's at like, a, you know, whatever, 30 degree angle yeah. all the time. And I have to... Electronics are so fucking weird. Sometimes yeah. when they go bad. <laughs> For the last month, I've been like bending down hunched over to just use the computer, so it's been awful. I'm really glad to have this new machine. Uh I'd like to thank my wife uh for (laughs) making this happen and also thank uh Butch for building it for me because it is a custom PC. It was built uh custom Mm -hmm. just for me and uh no one else will have one just like this. Nope. It's like a thumbprint. It's, yeah. It's uh, completely unique to and I you. And I can jump back into PC gaming, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. you got, uh, like, a throne room. Yeah. And because you guys can't see this, I'm going to describe the PC to you. It's a large... And when I say large, I mean take your average <laughs> PC tower and multiply it by f- about four. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I would, maybe two and a half. <laughs> two and a half? But, I'm going well, to say three, at least. Um, maybe, well, yeah, with technology getting more compact, I'm yeah. thinking about my old case, and I guess that was kind of big. Yeah. So, yeah, for your average Dell that you're going to get <laughs> right. at, like, Walmart. Or, or if or you're on a computer buys. at work and you have a, a tower next to your uh, your little your little monitor, mm-hmm. this is about three to four times bigger than that. Or if you have the kind that just sit on the desk, where like the monitor is on top of it, I hate those things. Yeah, <laughs> if if that's the kind of computer you have, it's probably like eight of those. <laughs> it, is it looks like a it looks like a home appliance of some kind. Yeah, but it's it's very sleek. It has a white finish, a plastic, shiny plastic white finish uh, with black accents. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like it was made for the First Order, yeah. which is the uh, new incarnation of the Empire and the new uh, Star Wars trilogy. So that's not, that's not a spoiler. Not a spoiler. <laughs> People know that. <laughs> you should know that. Yeah. And if you don't, you're a dick. Um, Dickhead. But as far as games go, uh, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play this past week. Since we talked last, um, I'm still playing Metal Gear Solid Five, Okay. And I probably will be for the as long as the show goes on as well. So Yeah, I'm okay. feeling remorseful actually right now because I'm talking all this Star Wars stuff and I just picked up this huge Star Wars bundle and I'm taking a trip down memory lane with all these games that I grew up with and I'm kind of visiting games that I never got to have a, a chance with. Because I wasn't a PC gamer when I was young, and some of these games only came out on PC or or PlayStation or something like that that I didn't have because I was a Nintendo guy. But I have uh, stalled out on Fallout 4 because of that. So it's Stallout 4 since <laughs> since I sta- since I saw since I saw Star Wars: The Force Awakens in theaters, I've not played Fallout. Because the Star Wars bug has bitten me so hard that I feel like I can't jump to that, to another extensive universe like that without getting things muddled up in my my brain. I'm just such on a Star Wars kick. Oh, I have to kind of work it out of my system before I go back to Fallout 4. You know what, I have to correct myself. Um, I have played another game besides Metal Gear recently. Okay. I played... Um, a little bit of Super Mario 3D World recently ah, okay. on the Wii U, which yeah. I had not touched in quite a while. Um, I got to uh, the the final castle, but in in this game, you have to collect a certain number of stars to unlock certain castles
1: oh, before you okay. can go inside
0: of them. And sort of like I'm, Mario 64. Yeah, yeah. So I had like 114 stars, and I needed 130. Okay. And once I got to that point, I had kind of stopped and left it sitting for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I decided recently to go back and try and make that uh, 130 happen. Okay. And I did that, so uh, got through uh, got through that castle and uh, realized that it actually takes you to another world after that. Wow! It's like a bonus world. <laughs> So, it was kind of kind of exciting, because yeah. I thought the game was done, and it was mm-hmm. not. Good. So, I hope I didn't spoil anything for you, if you didn't, uh, <laughs> no. if you didn't uh, get that out there, um, if I just made <laughs> you mad, because you were playing through Super Mario 3, or, yeah, what was it? Super Mario 3D World. 3D World, mm-hmm. yeah, on the Wii U, not 3D Land. <laughs> That's on the uh, 3DS. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's a fun game, as most Mario games are. Yes. Yeah. I would imagine. I've I, I played. I think I played a little bit when you first got your Wii U. But mm-hmm. um, it, It's great four player chaos. Yeah. When you can get a group of people together. A lot of fun. A lot of. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? And people <laughs> jumping on your head and knocking you into holes. And yeah. I remember it being very difficult. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which Mario games should be, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. You don't want them to get too easy. Yeah. Except I know they give you that white Tanuki suit. Yeah. When you die too many times in yeah. a row, and that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Still does not stop you from falling into a chasm or. Yes. Or <laughs> so lava or something still like that. Die. Yeah. You can still die. Oh. So that's games right now. That's about all I know yeah. games wise. Um. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to... uh, I'll probably go with that Steam bundle that you were talking about for Star Wars. Right. Um, Trying to convince Nick that we need to get in on some uh, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast multiplayer and hack some people up with lightsabers because, as far to my knowledge, there's no other multiplayer Star Wars experience where it's just all heroes... Versus each other, Mm -hmm. just a bunch of dudes with lightsabers. I, Battlefront kind of has it a little bit in certain game modes, but there's no real, just run up and hack the shit out of somebody and then respawn as a Jedi again, and you know it's just endless fun. And I'm I'm also I have to admit I'm looking forward to just. Jumping back into some Counter Strike because I've missed playing yeah. that for quite a while. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Counter Strike's great. The old standby. Yeah. And I don't. Did you ever play Day of Defeat? Did we ever do any of that? Day of Defeat. In um. World War Two. It plays a lot like Counter Strike, but World War Two setting. I don't think so. Unless it. Unless we played it one time and it just completely. Dripped out of my brain. That's a but, lot of fun too. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for a recommendation, just as a little one-off fun multiplayer online shooter, uh, why not go and give Day of Defeat and, and Counter Strike a shot? There you go. Yeah. Oh boy, what else? So, uh, Wrestling. <laughs> I have not watched Raw from this week. They had the Slammy Awards. I know that. Yeah, I did. Um, I watched. The uh, pay per view finally, mm-hmm. uh, it was TLC, right? Yeah, yeah. And I loved. Uh, I kind of liked the way it ended, um, and then the follow up RAW, where uh, Roman became champion, um, was also pretty good. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of bringing it back. They're they're giving Roman this sort of rebellious. They're trying to make him a little bit Stone Cold-ish. Yeah. Which is, it's nice to see an aggressive side of him where he's not just playing a superhero and he actually, you know, goes off, flies off the handle and does things he shouldn't do because that humanizes his character a little bit more. So I I like what they're doing with that character. I, I think he needs some more dimensions to him for people to get behind him. And I, I think he really is winning over the crowds just a little bit more. He is. I um, just wish that they would stop spoon-feeding him, like, stupid cheesy one-liners. Yeah. That he does not pull off. No. I don't think it suits his character well at all. No. I think they want him to be the rock, and he's... Roman Reigns, yeah, he's a different person. He just doesn't he doesn't have that charisma where he can make anything sound cool. He needs to be a a certain type of. He needs to just be himself, basically. He he's not he's not a comedian. No. He, his com- his timing with the shit that he lays down is just not good enough to to land with the audience. So. I, he needs to speak through his physicality and his actions, mm-hmm. and you know. I think that could work. You know, I, I think that uh, during TLC at the end, <clears throat> right before he attacked Triple H, he had this look on his face. Yeah, and I remember he looked like a psycho. Yeah, he looked great. And That's I thought to myself are. that should be the Roman Reigns that they yeah. expand upon mm-hmm. and f- push him. More and more into that role, and see what grows from there. Instead of like to where he's still the hero, but he has a dark side. Yeah, he he can't always be this. Whenever he comes out, it just I I just get this feeling that it's like an action figure walking down to the ring. Yeah, it's not a a human being. It's like a you know and ditch the shield gear. Yeah, and get rid of the shield music. Yeah. Because he's the only one from the Shield who's still doing exactly what he did when he was in the Shield, right? And the Shield was a heel group. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna reinvent yourself as you know a babyface superhero, you would have think you would have thought that shit would have changed a long time ago. But yeah, it's just it's weird how they're clinging to that gimmick for mm-hmm. him. I don't know if they're scared that something else might you know ruin his character or something but you know his character is so blah there's not really much you could do to make it any worse i mean it's just it just is non-existent so seeing that emotion from where he was so pissed off just beating the shit out of triple h with a steel chair yeah that's what you want to see i was yelling out loud yeah and it ju- was sort of jubilance. like a so it was like, yeah. Oh, finally, yeah. yeah. It's like in Revenge of the Sith when you finally start seeing some action out of the prequels, and you're like, uh-huh. "Fuck yeah! Finally, some darkness, some grittiness from this shit." When my you know, favorite Kurt Russell quote from uh, Death Proof: mm-hmm. "Jesus fucking Christ, it's about time." <laughs> yeah, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, if you haven't seen Death Proof, watch it. Yeah. Stuntman Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh <laughs> nobody will ever have, I mean unless they do it, but nobody'll have that the experience that I had seeing Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. I saw Grindhouse at a fucking drive-in. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it just <laughs> one of the greatest <laughs> movie going experiences ever. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. With all the trailers in between and yeah. you know the that was perfect. Yeah. You you're never going to be able to remake something that no, you know, that perfect. And because because Grindhouse wasn't that big of a financial success, unfortunately, we probably won't ever see a, another movie like it. So Well, before we wrap up here, um we forgot uh, that we don't know shit. Oh, uh oh, okay. So, um, Maybe a shortened version. Yeah, a shortened version. We're pushing past one a.m. now, people. So Let me give me a <laughs> give me a topic real quick. Okay. So. Open heart surgery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> news. <laughs> heart surgery news. All right.
1: Um, what we're doing right now, like...
0: guys, is we're looking for news about open heart surgery. Hey, John Madden recovering from open heart surgery. All right, we don't That's know shit. Story, yeah, hey, yeah, uh, December tenth, twenty fifteen, recovering from open heart surgery. Well, John Madden. <clears throat> of He's... course, this is not his first open heart surgery. No. He's had several. Um, Yeah, and... uh, He's coming up on a world record, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, all the years of broadcasting just uh, wore him down. Yeah. And we have to be careful about that on the podcast, too, because the more you speak, the more stress it puts on your heart. Yeah. And the more at risk you are for having to have that procedure done well your vocal cords are connected to your heart directly so every time you talk it's pulling your your heart and uh, that will lead to palpitations and uh, fluttering and uh, heart murmurs so if you've ever experienced any of those things it's probably because you're talking too much yeah and you've you got to can... ease back a little bit and if you've ever talked for a lengthy period of time and you feel fatigued and like you need to lay down, chances are your heart's under a lot of strain. And you might be uh, having a heart attack. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) public speakers, I don't know if this is something a lot of people don't realize. Rarely live past 50 or the ones that do have a trick is that, uh, they will record their lectures, Mm -hmm. dissertations, um, Prior to the event But they'll <laughs> chunk it up So okay. they'll, they'll record five minutes of their talk
1: mm-hmm. And then they'll
0: go And, and uh, sit quietly for an hour And they'll okay. come back And after they've rested they'll record another five minutes And you do this uh, As long as you need to before your show And then during the live event You just lip sync to, yeah. uh, to the audio track Because the if, you're not, if you're not Using your voice then it's not pulling on your heart And you don't get that heart movement that leads to, uh, heart attacks and, and all sorts of arrhythmias, uh, arrhythmias yeah. and, uh, and different things that you don't want to deal with as a person. Right. Uh, you need your so. heart to stay healthy and, and one thing that you can do is, uh, choose your words carefully. Yeah. That's why, uh, um, quiet, more reserved people live the longest and you... You get these stories about 110-year-old women and they, they fabricate, well, you know, I had a Miller High Life a day or something. It's it's almost always a fabrication. What the real reason is, they kept their mouths shut and they uh, picked their words wisely and delivered them only at the appropriate times. And even right now, I'm starting to feel faint. Yeah. Um, as I home. do after this show every week. Mm-hmm. Uh we have to take a I have to take a very long nap. Um well me being a vocalist you know I, I, I can't, can't help. I I've already accepted that uh you know my time's uh ticking mm-hmm. and uh that as far as the members of this band go that uh by at least 30 mm-hmm. 40 maybe 50 years you guys are going to outlive me uh, right. because your instruments are not Connected to your heart. Yeah. If your guitar was uh, connected to your heart and every time you strummed it... it uh, stress on Put the, stress on yeah. it. Pulled on it. The arteries it's and the... the... It's the pulling. Yeah. You're, the... It's in a spot and uh, your heart doesn't like to be pulled. No. So you ever hear people talk about tugging on the heart strings? Yeah. It's because there really are strings connected to your vocal cords. From your heart. And when you cry, you're sobbing and projecting, Mm -hmm. and it's causing those strings to pull. Right, and it's even worse on your heart, because when you're... The louder, the harder you cry, the more pulling you're doing. Yeah, So... You need to lay off of that crying, and Mm -hmm. when you cry, you know, you can really, you can let the tears flow, but you really want to keep quiet during that. Try not to yell too much, try not to sing too much, Mm -hmm. try not to, um, try not to speak too much. Yeah. And, uh, make sure to take deep breaths every now and then, and pause. Yep. Frequently when you're speaking to people, you can even, uh, when someone asks you a question, one way that you can, uh, preserve your voice is to take a minute or so before you get back with them so that, uh, or oftentimes I'll just have a, a memo pad in my front pocket of my shirt. Yeah and I'll just pull it out and write my answer down that's and a good, slide it across that's a the idea. table. So, good idea. Just and to conserve, you know. If you're going to cry, one thing that I've learned to do is uh, if you hold your face in a neutral position mm-hmm. and just pry your eyes open uh, with the thumb and index finger of each hand, um, you can just allow the water to out of your eyes right it's a very dispassionate form of crying it just you allow the function to get over with uh the tears come out it's a lot quicker a Mm -hmm. lot less drawn out because crying i don't know if you know this but they've actually figured out over uh, the course of several studies the reason you cry is because there's a reservoir of tears Mm -hmm. um in the back of your head that uh they have to be released There's during the build crying up there. session, right? Yeah. So, and if you don't cry, they press against the um, frontal lobe of right. your brain, mm-hmm. and that's that. You know, that causes a whole slew of other problems outside of the heart attack issues. That Oddly enough, about. it can cause uh, it can cause um, erratic speech patterns and. Uh, and it can and cause you... Your... Messing with your heart. Right. Yeah. So this is all ties in together. This is how mm-hmm. the body is connected, and this so. is the basis of homeopathy. And and you, you have to release those tears, and uh, don't speak too much. Be calm and collected, and uh, you you may live a long time. And I hope uh, you do. Yeah. And But then there's those of us, like myself, who are born with a congenital heart condition where the strings are a little bit shorter... Than, mm. than the average person. So um, I have to speak in a lower register mm-hmm. so that those strings stay nice and low. Because yeah. if you tighten them up too much, like you said, if I go into a higher... See, I can actually feel my heart raising into my chest when I um, raise the tone of my voice. Well, that's when people... Louder and higher. Have you ever heard someone say, my heart jumped up in my throat? Right, they literally... When, when they go, ah... Yeah. You're pulling your heart up into your throat mm-hmm. because your vocal cords uh right. tugging. And yeah, they, and when we, your Adam's apple moves up to make that higher pitch tone, it's yeah. yanking your heart right along with it. So yeah. So be careful of that and as Bob said, if you feel faint or uh tired after talking for a long time, you might be having a heart attack. Yes. And and, and we want to mention that we wish John Madden a uh speedy recovery yeah um and uh hope he uh continues uh broadcasting even though he retired several years ago i'm told that he likes to uh sit in his kitchen and uh put a wooden spoon up to his mouth and uh do the do the uh sunday night football broadcast from breakfast time so but the doctors have actually told him that if he does that it's fine He should probably just kind of um, mouth mouth the words words instead of saying them out loud, right? Which is what you could do too. Yeah, Um, it's convenient. It's easier on your heart, and uh, those around you won't be disturbed by you know your speech, so they can listen to music or watch television without uh, having um, any issues. So, yeah. So that's stuff that we uh, don't know shit about right there and no. medical advice that uh you, you wouldn't need. get that anywhere else no it's and a, you wouldn't want to follow any of it either you wouldn't want to but it's uh it is uh, what would you call that alternative alternative, alternative medicine. medicine it's an alternative, it's an alternative to, to medicine, real medicine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're not looking for medicine uh, I want an alternative. I want an alternative to medicine. Just do something else. Listen to us. Yeah. Or make up your own thing. Yeah, cuz that could be an alternative. Right. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're at a point I don't know. I want to squeeze this in though. Okay. I feel like we're at a point where climate change deniers, right? Mhm. You can't prove to them that the climate's changing. Because they can't see it. So, um, I'd imagine I I could walk up to that person and say, My heart is attached to my vocal cords with strings. (laughs) And they'd say, No, it isn't. And I'd say, Prove it. (laughs) Prove me wrong. You can't see it. Uh huh. So, yeah. Science, guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a thing. Yep. <laughs> well, it's 70 degrees on December 27th in Ohio right now. Yeah, um, I love you guys. Um may not be around a lot longer. <laughs> We'll see what happens in a couple decades, but uh, this is not looking good. I'm not going to bitch about it for right now. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, I I like the warm weather, but... I've said this to a few people now, but anytime the weather's come up, I always have to bring up the fact that there are people out there who booked vacations over the summer to get away from Ohio (laughs) and into weather that we're having right now somewhere else. You know, if I mean they would just, have just stayed put, yeah, they could have had their 70-degree Christmas and right. paid no mo- no more money for it than just uh, whatever yeah. they would have spent sitting whatever. around the house. And whatever it costs to walk out your front door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I guess we'll... Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we'll see you on the next show. Yep. Uh, we're going to do a little quick video show and get that posted and uh, I've got a few waiting in the wings that haven't been uploaded and I, I think I'm just going to throw them all up at once in like a content uh, uh, regurgitation uh, A uh, content tornado tornado <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> content uh, what else could you call orgasm. it orgasm uh um it's like a big splooge yeah. all over your face of content face and ears because you're going to be listening to stuff right right But, but attack uh, all out attack on all your senses and if you want to tell other people about us make sure that you keep your words uh short, short sweet. and sweet sweet and uh, you get to the point yeah so that you don't ruin your heart yep <laughs>